0: Hello and welcome to Betty in the Sky with a Suitcase. I'm Betty. I'm a flight attendant for a major airline and I bring you stories from the airplane, from the flight attendants and the pilots and from traveling around the world. Now I do realize that you guys have had to wait a little while for uh, this episode. Sorry, I got um, busy with my new fella who lives in another country. (laughs) That can keep you a little busy. And um, also, you know, I've been tied up with a lot of things. So uh, a lot of projects going on. But back to the podcast. This episode is called Pets and Peeves. The pets is pretty self-explanatory. We've got some animal stories. We've got uh, dogs, an alligator, monkey, even a whale. (laughs) And the peeves are some things that the flight attendants just don't like on the airplane. And actually, that brings us to a new segment that I'm sort of trying out. I don't know how it'll go. But um, I've been asking flight attendants on all of my trips for months now, the same question, and uh, just about everybody had the same answer. (laughs) So I'm going to be playing snippets of that through the podcast. And at the end of the episode, after the whale story, (laughs) I'll tell you why it is such a pet peeve of flight attendants. Okay, so uh, let's get going with the pets and peeves. Sorry to have kept you waiting. So this male flight attendant was telling me that um, he had this thing happen to him, but he didn't want me to record it because he was afraid someone might recognize his voice and he didn't want to get in trouble, even though I don't think he'd get in trouble because it was an honest mistake. But he went into the bathroom and uh, these days on the airplane, we sell a lot of things. So we have a lot more cash than we used to have. And uh, most of us wear an apron. So when you go into the bathroom, he says, you know, instead of taking the apron off, you know, it's going to take more time. There's always people waiting to use the bathroom. So he would just take his apron and lift it up and put the end of it in his mouth. So this way he can undo his buckle and everything to get ready to use the facilities. Well, he did that. And if you can picture, if you have that apron, if you lift it up and stick it in your mouth, well, your pockets are sort of upside down and our flush on the airplane is, you know, highly charged. (laughs) It's, it's got a lot of suction. And he said when he flushed, the money in his pockets went down the toilet. And he was like, oh! So he doesn't flush while he has the apron in his mouth anymore. I am so tired,
1: tired of waiting.
2: ATC will say, like, uh, traffic 12 o'clock, 12 uh-
3: you know, a thousand feet above, it's a uh, Northwest Fokker, and pilots will always say, we got that Fokker in sight. <laughs> it's kind of a joke between ATC and the pilots, and it happens, <laughs> it happens quite a bit.
4: My uh, friend Mike was a pilot for British Airways, and he was on the 757. And after boarding and closing the door, a lady informed them that she had left her passport in the lounge. So they contacted the uh, supervisor and the agents and they passed the passport through the front cockpit window. And after takeoff, after takeoff and an hour out, they informed the lady to come to the forward cabin. And at that time, you were allowed in the cockpit and they told her that miraculously the passport had been beamed up and here it was <laughs> and she was so happy but she still couldn't figure out how the passport got on the plane
0: <laughs> <He's beamed up. laughs> Okay I'm going to ask you what is your least favorite beverage to pour for a passenger on the airplane Diet Coke what is your least favorite beverage to pour for a passenger diet coke you don't like to pour for someone diet coke (laughs) diet coke what is your least favorite beverage to pour on the airplane
2: diet coke everybody every
0: Every single one
2: we hate diet coke
0: Of all the beverages we serve on the airplane on the beverage cart, what is your least favorite?
3: Bloody Mary mix. Why is
0: that?
3: Because it smells nasty.
0: Of all the beverages we serve on the airplane, which one do you dislike the most?
4: Coke Zero. Diet Coke.
3: (laughs) So we're flying from uh, Atlanta to Newark. Okay. Okay. And I'm walking down the jetway to do my uh, walk around, right. and this panicked ground service worker runs by me and says, Watch out for the big dog in bin one. <laughs> it's like, Okay. So I walk around the corner, and there is the most beautiful white husky oh, wow. sitting. At the entrance to bin one, the car, forward forward cargo compartment, out of his cage, like he's a king. I mean, he's, just, he's huge. He's got to be 150 pounds. And he's sitting there like a king, just surveying the airport. <laughs> and it had gotten out of its kennel. So they're trying to get this uh, dog back in its kennel. And they eventually get it back in there with some uh, potato chips. Okay? As bait? As bait. So, they get them back in there and then they just put reams of duct tape around the kennel. So, I finished my walk around and we're taxiing out. And the forward cargo compartment on the MD 88 is like right below the cockpit. So, we're taxiing out and me and the captain hear this thumping sounds We're like, I wonder what the dog's doing now. You know, so we fly and you know, we take off, and the flight's uneventful. We land in Newark, and we tell the guys, the, the ground workers in Newark, "Hey, I want to be careful when you open that forward door." <laughs> they open up. That dog had bitten its way through the, all this duct tape and the you know the mesh, for you know for breathing, and uh, had gotten out again. And was, you know, moseying around bin one, checking out people's luggage. <laughs> and... so tired, tired
0: now, my job as a flight attendant seems to generate such a wide range of opinions. It's shocking, really, how... Different people view my job like people there's a lot of people who feel like it's a low level public servant job you're nothing more than a waitress in the sky, and then you have the whole other end of the spectrum where people sort of hold it up higher and and they they, they say, "Oh, I always wanted to be a flight attendant, or one time I went to my class reunion and somebody said to me, "Oh, I always knew you'd make it <laughs> like make it you know like, I was a movie star or something. It's just interesting, just the the wide range of attitudes. And the other thing I find interesting is that the comments people will make to us on the airplane. Now, granted, I I think most people don't think about what they say before they say it. But we'll be eating in the galley. And, you know, we have to eat at some point most of the time. I think a lot of people don't realize we work really long days. Most of the time it's like a 14-hour day. And we'll be eating in the galley and a passenger will come out of the restroom or be going into the restroom. And they'll look into the galley and they'll say, oh, they let you eat? And I never get this comment. It's like I don't understand if they're they're thinking we're like prisoners and, oh, they let you eat. Or we're like fish where it says, you know, don't feed the fish or don't feed the animals. Like we're animals in a zoo or something. But I never understand that comment. So if you want your flight attendants to like you when you're on the airplane, I would suggest you don't say to them, oh, they let you eat. (laughs) You think you know what? Yeah, I
3: think I know the uh, who has the unofficial record for the most jump seaters in the 737 cockpit. Who's that? Well, it, it, it of course wasn't this airline. It was another airline. But I'm told the record was six. Six? Plus skis. <laughs> Where'd they put them? Standing up right where you're standing right know. there. For, can you imagine that?
0: On a 737? On a 737. It's a tidy 737. cockpit anyway. How long tidy. was the flight?
3: About 45 minutes.
0: Oh, that's good, we said short. <laughs> <laughs> what is your least favorite beverage to pour on the beverage
2: cart? <laughs> do you know? I have to think about it. Diet Coke.
0: Yes, she's right. Diet Coke. What beverage do you dislike the most serving on the airplane? Cranapple.
4: What cranapple? What apple? Why? Why apple? We have to serve too much of it.
0: (laughs) Because there's too many people want it. Too many people
4: want it. Yes.
0: (laughs) What is your least favorite beverage to pour on the beverage cart?
2: Diet (laughs) Coke. Diet Coke. Actually, (laughs) tomato juice.
0: It is tomato
2: juice. I hate the smell of it.
0: (laughs) What's your least favorite beverage to pour? Diet Coke. What's your least favorite beverage to pour?
2: Diet Cola. (laughs) (laughs) Diet Coke.
4: A long time ago, uh, I was a flight instructor um, at uh, Pullman, Washington, for Washington State University and University of Idaho for ROTC. And one of the things that that the students had to complete was they had to show a demonstration to enter into and recover from a spin. So in that particular lesson, I always told my students, don't eat before you come out, for the propensity that someone could, you know, hurl in the cockpit and and cover me, the airplane, and them with, you know, FOD. So sure enough, one guy, uh, unbeknownst to me, uh, we uh, assumed later that he had gone to Taco Time, we get in the airplane, we climb up to about 10,000 feet and we go to get into this spin and at the last minute instead of just putting the rudder and going into a normal spin, he cross-controls it and we go upside down and now we're in an inverted spin. So in my looking around to try to figure out exactly what was happening and why I was upside down, I also noticed that there are large chunks of, of hurl floating around in the cockpit surrounding <laughs> surrounding all of us and by the time I brought the airplane around and began the pull out of course all the the chunks that were now suspended in air began to stick all over and the smell was really bad so from then on I I had the window the on the 150 open like this you know trying to not to hurl myself and on on final it was literally you know Try not to gag.
0: Wait, so you said you had your window, the window open, and your head kind of out? Out, oh, yeah. Almost yeah. like um, Ace Ventura, like Yeah, a yeah, car yeah. With yeah. The, uh... <laughs> You're a hell of a guy, Ace. <laughs>
4: yeah, yeah. That was it. So, we landed, and um, I got out with, just ran over to the, our operations that had a locker room and a shower, and just got in, and and he spent the rest of the day cleaning the airplane.
0: Did you sign him off
4: on that? No. You puke on me,
0: you're done. So that last story had a little bit of a reference to Ace Ventura Pet Detective with the pilot because there was puke in the cockpit. He's like got his head out the window driving like Ace Ventura with his head out the window because his windshield's smashed. Well, I do another little thing on the airplane that has a reference to Ace Ventura Pet Detective and... uh, very rarely does anybody get it, but every once in a while, a passenger gets the joke <laughs> when we're boarding, and you know, boarding's our, our stressful time, and if I'm helping and coach with... um main cabin with the bags and you know there's never enough space for the bags especially because now we're charging to check bags so the baggage is a big stressful issue nobody wants to check their bag at the last minute i don't want to have to make them check their last their bag at the last minute so i'm constantly trying to get as many bags in the overhead bins as possible i'm out there i'm telling people and you know we're making pa saying you know in order to you know to maximize the space in the overhead bins please put your rollerboard suitcases in either wheels out or handle out so we can accommodate more bags and their people still come on and they put their bag in lengthwise so it's taken you know you could fit two bags there so as they're putting them up i'm saying wheels out wheels out put the wheels out (laughs) because that movie ace ventura pet detective (laughs) the the guy was guy girl is crazy because the football player hadn't put the laces out so the whole thing was laces out laces out so I'm on the plane going wheels out wheels out <laughs> and every once in a while a passenger will go oh like laces out from Ace Ventura Pet Detective I'm like yeah man you got it <laughs> I know I'm just gonna be sounding like a crazy person but there's another I like movies I'm a big movie fan and uh I I remember lines from movies and I assume other people are going to and usually they don't (laughs) like that laces out wheels out Um, another one I used to do and it 99% of the time it's People didn't get it, so I had to stop doing it because people started to really look at me funny. But um, you know, we're constantly having to tell people to bring you know their seat back up or to fasten their seatbelt or put their tray table up. You know, stupid stuff and it's silly. You know, what, we have to do it, and you know, we have to tell you to do it. So I used to say, um, "Pop quiz, hotshot! What am I going to ask you to do?" Because "Pop quiz, hotshot" was from Speed. <laughs> the guy would always. They'd they say to each other, pop quiz hot shot, and then they they give them a quiz. But you know what? When I would say that on the airplane to a passenger, I'd say, pop quiz hot shot. What am I going to tell you to do? When I wanted them to like fasten their seatbelt, they would just look at me like, hmm? <laughs> I had to stop it. It didn't work. What is your least favorite beverage to pour on the beverage
2: cart? Diet Coke. And yours? What's yours?
3: Diet Coke. Diet Coke.
2: Okay, so on the um, departure report, it said somebody had a cat in first class. So we're boarding and doing pre-departure drinks, and so this lady takes out a turtle. And she's in her seat, and she's holding the turtle in her lap, and she's petting the turtle. She's petting
0: the turtle.
2: Petting her little turtle turtles like about the size of maybe like the palm of your hand. And um, you can't have reptiles on a flight. <laughs> so the flight attendant says, "Well, you can't have those." And we were like, "Well, what are we going to do with the reptiles?" And she had brought them on in a paper bag. Like a lunch sack, like with the little handles, like a brown one under under the seat in front of you. And in the bag she had like three turtles stacked on top of one another like a Big Mac (laughs) and so they said well even if you had a carrier you can't have it up here it'd have to go downstairs and she was traveling with the guy with the cat and so they were like you know they're going home they're in Costa Rica and they'd already cleared customs and all that so she's stuck the turtles back in the bag, and put the brown bag in the carrier with the cat! <laughs> and we put it in cargo! Wait, was what, what the cat, cat going to eat the turtles? I don't know, we thought, I thought, oh my gosh. That Because the gate checked it, you know? And I thought, oh my gosh, that cat is going to be like... the <laughs> cat's eating turtles, Maybe be dead turtles! when we get there and so we're like oh my gosh so we're all like waiting to get off the flight to see what happened with the cat and the turtles and they bring it up and here's this cat in the middle of the carrier shaking and the turtles are like crawling all around the carrier (laughs) yeah
0: You were flying with a, um, a pilot that carries around a strange object?
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, he carried a motorized toy alligator yeah,
0: occasionally. That's like standard issue for pilots, a motorized toy
1: alligator. Oh, it's gotten, it's, 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 the reputation is out there now, so it, he doesn't carry it anymore. Yeah. He just keeps it in operations for flight attendants to see every now and then.
0: I did see it, it's quite impressive. So what happened on your
1: uh, flight? Uh, He was the co-pilot and we were flying uh, over the Pacific in the middle of the night. (laughs) Dark and a flight attendant came up to visit us and we had set it up ahead of time. And she sat on the jump seat between us and we had it coming from uh, from behind my seat and I'd set up a little spotlight on the floor so that when it did come out, uh, you could just barely make out the shape of it and maybe a little detail. It looked kind of real. Yeah. So we were just chatting along and He started running it from you. She couldn't hear it or anything. He was he ran it from his right hand, so she couldn't see him doing anything and all of a sudden it bumped into her ankle and she <laughs> happened to look down and saw a little bit of a shape and the alligator. stood straight up and her head went right up into the overhead and <laughs> bumped her head on the circuit breaker panel and she was she had been gotten, and then when she went back to the back and told the girls what we'd done, they said, oh, we've all done that before.
0: <laughs> so this man came walking back to the galley, and hes you can just tell he's mad. His face is red. He comes storming back there, and he says, Does your airline always have seats with spikes sticking out of them? we're thinking, no. (laughs) And then he shows us that he has a hole in his pants. And then he said, there were spikes sticking out of my seat. And we're thinking, spikes sticking out of your seat. And I was like, show me, let me see your seat. So we go to his seat. And sure enough, and I have seen this happen before, our headsets have two prongs. Some of them have one prong. And sometimes you'll have a passenger who yanks on them or something, and they'll get their prongs stuck there so they're left sticking out and sure enough that is like spikes sticking out of the seat but if the other passenger would have told us that there were prongs we could have got it fixed but they don't tell us so we didn't know so of course he sits down rips his pants and now we feel very bad (laughs) so this flight attendant who was extremely nice says oh that's just terrible here i have a sewing kit i'll sew your pants she actually stood in the galley and sewed this man's pants. While he's wearing them, it could be a little dangerous back in the galley. It's kind of a above and beyond, but no, we don't normally have spikes sticking out of our seats. <laughs> you have a story? Yes. <laughs> I was walking down the aisle on a seven thirty seven to the back of the airplane one night. It was night
3: time and a young man at the window was like acting strange and he was going with his finger like
0: come here come here and i'm going i don't want to go there i don't know if you're (laughs) going to grab me by the neck why do you want me to go there He's going come here i'm going what he's going like this and i'm going what and he goes look out there and i'm going oh what's out there he
3: says do you see that? And I said, "Oh, what what is it that you see?" He says, "See that? It's
2: been following us since we took off. It's the light. a light on the wing."
0: <laughs> so in Los Angeles where I'm based, the airport is congested. Big surprise. Just like everything in Los Angeles, the airport is crowded. So most of our gates are what we call tow-in gates. So whenever we get, we get close to the gate, we shut the engines down, they bring the tug up, they connect it to the plane, and they tow the aircraft in so that there isn't any risk to any ground personnel or equipment from the engines being on. So the captain we will usually say something to the passengers over the PA so that they don't stand up because we've stopped. So they'll say, ladies and gentlemen, this gate 57 here in Los Angeles is a tow-in gate. We do need you to remain seated with your seatbelt fastened until we have reached the gate and turned off the fastened seatbelt sign. And every pilot has a different version of the PA that he tells the passengers. So one day, they're making the tow-in announcement, and when it's done, I hear this this guy like four rows back go, holy crap, I can't believe we made it all the way across the country, and now we've broken down and have to be towed? favorite beverage to
3: pour? Coca light. Diet Coke.
0: <laughs> and yours, what's your least favorite Diet beverage? Coke.
1: Uh, Bloody Mary mix.
0: Cause uh, it's just kind of thick and yucky. Okay. What is your least favorite beverage to pour on the beverage cart? Diet Coke. How about yours? Diet Coke. You <laughs> can't stand the Diet Coke. I can't stand the Diet Coke. Because it is. It doesn't, it doesn't. What is your least favorite beverage to pour on the beverage cart? (laughs) Diet Coke, of course. What is your least favorite beverage to pour on the beverage cart? Diet Coke. How about yours? (laughs) Diet Coke. What's your least favorite beverage to pour on the beverage cart? Diet Coke. What is your least favorite beverage to pour on the beverage cart? Diet Coke. It's the ever-present, ever-popular, ever-fizzy Diet Coke. So you're saying that somebody actually said he was retiring? because Yes, was so- Jim
2: Reed said he was retiring because the Diet Coke just pushed him over. He couldn't take it anymore. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know, somebody emailed me this story. It's from the San Francisco Chronicle. It's back from 2005, and um, it was about us on the front page. And it was about a female humpback whale who had become entangled in a spider web of crab traps and lines. She was weighed down by hundreds of pounds of traps that caused her to struggle to stay afloat. She also had hundreds of yards of line rope wrapped around her body, her tail, her torso, and a line in her mouth. A fisherman spotted her just east of the Farallone Islands, which are outside the Golden Gate, and radioed an environmental group for help. Within hours, a rescue team arrived and determined that she was so badly off that they had to act immediately, and the only way to save her was to dive in and untangle her, a very dangerous proposition. Just one slap of the tail could kill a rescuer. They worked for hours with curved knives, and eventually she was freed. When she was free, the divers say she swam around in what seemed like joyous circles, and then she came back to each and every diver, one at a time, nudged them, and pushed them gently around. To the rescuers, it felt like she was thanking them. Some said that it was the most incredibly beautiful experience of their lives. The guy who cut the rope out of her mouth says her eyes were following him the whole time, and he would never be the same. May you and all of those you love be blessed and fortunate to be surrounded by people who will help you get untangled From the things that are binding you, and that you always know the joy of giving and receiving gratitude. I don't know, it just touched me. It's a nice story. Well, I'm sure you've probably figured it out by now, but the reason why all these supply tenants don't like the Diet Coke is because we don't like waiting for the fizz to go down. Diet Coke fizzes more than any other beverage. When you pour Diet Coke over ice, you get one third a cup of Diet Coke and two-thirds of foam. So we have to wait and wait and wait and wait for the fizz to go down. And there's ways to combat the fizz, but none of them are very good, considering if you stick your finger in it, that helps the fizz go down. But, you know, passengers tend to frown on us putting fingers in their drinks, so we, in general, don't do that. <laughs> Another thing is you can pour the Diet Coke and then put the ice in, but then that gets messy. It's not that good. Um, everybody has these strategies to deal with the problematic Diet Coke. <laughs> but in general, you just have to wait. And uh, even in that last clip, there actually was a guy flight at an honors retirement party. He kept telling everybody, you know, I just couldn't wait for the Diet Coke any longer. <laughs> he just couldn't handle the waiting on the Diet Coke, which I do think is funny. So I am sorry that I kept you waiting for this podcast. But you know, I was busy dealing with my, uh, fella and i was uh i was waiting on the diet coke (laughs) well that's about it for this episode of betting the sky with the suitcase i hope you'll join me again next time so we can travel the world together thanks bye